Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Mark. I changed it up a little bit. How'd you change it up? It's now the podcast. Oh, it's now? Okay. What was it before? Main Outdoor Enthusiast Podcast. Okay. <laughs> it's just the podcast. Well, there's a lot of podcasts out there, yeah. but yeah. this is the podcast. Yeah. Right? There is a lot of podcasts out there. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got a podcast. Everyone's doing one. Yeah. So what are we talking about this week? Uh, I'm not sure. Was you it, never know. Was it our you was it our know. trip up in the woods, our we're, bird hunting trip? Yeah, we've gone two weeks without doing, I think two weeks. Yeah, we, we, we did miss, we, we missed last Sunday, yeah. Yeah, so this is episode 16. Yeah. We're now a week deep into bird season. Yeah. Right, we just finished last week. Yeah, and we've and, been out very little. Well, you've been, I've been two tw- days. Twice. Yeah, um, two days. And then we've also f- had the main moose hunt that just finished up. Yeah. That first week, which coincided, what was it, the last Saturday of that season was the first Saturday of bird season? Right. Yeah. Yeah, September 30th was the Saturday that... Uh, which was a busy week up in the North Main Woods. It was. Yeah, I, really right, busy. Yeah, I spent, or the family and I spent Wednesday and Thursday of that week yeah. up there, kind of playing around. And uh, didn't go bird hunting Saturday because I had to work, mm-hmm. but we made the trip up. And the weather wasn't very, I, I had it off, obviously, yeah. and, and I didn't go. It was uh, 75, 77 degrees out that well, day. It was not not bird hunting weather. So. The day we went, it was 77. Same thing, yeah. We had a stretch of weather last week that was up in the mid-70s all week, and yeah. But there was no wind. No. That's one of the big things. Right. Bird hunting, anyway, yeah. having yeah. no wind. Wind will spoil your day. Yeah, almost any... Any outdoor activity, yeah. whether you fish or... Well, I mean, not deer tracking. Right. Deer tracking is the one thing. A little bit of wind is a good thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Not I don't want trees falling around me. No, but, not yeah. safe to be in the woods in a situation like that. Speaking of which, you were up in the woods last night, and I guess the camper was rocking. <laughs> it was Lacey windy. said, Yeah. They, you said 50 they, mile an hour. And we, we thought about you, and because they were calling for 50 mile an hour winds there last night, so and heavy yeah. rain. Yeah, we just got back a few hours ago. Yeah. I showered and came yeah, out. You here look and, fresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after ch- chasing three kids around the woods and a, for two nights. And yeah, a wife and a dog. Yeah, yeah. You, you look pretty good. So we went, well, thank you. Yeah, well, you're welcome. So we went in last Tuesday night. Are you went in Tuesday? Yeah, I, I get in a little after one o'clock at the gate. So and I was you, hunting from then. You hunted your way in. Yeah. And then cook supper. Yeah. But, and I actually hunted pretty hard. I was in I was in the woods looking. How'd you make out? I never saw a bird from no. one o'clock in the afternoon until I hunted right until legal time, which was just about six thirty. And I never saw a bird. And that's the common that's thread the common that I'm theme. hearing. Yeah. I Monday and Tuesday I talked to a lot of guys that spent at least those two days in the woods. And I know there was a party, I don't know, four or five guys that spent two days hunting. And I wonder if I, I may be a little bit off on this, but I, I recall one vehicle with two guys in it and those two days saw four birds and got two. Mm-hmm. I there was another vehicle that didn't see any or just saw one, but mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people that big goose egg, not seeing yeah. anything. Yeah. With a lot of miles. With a lot of miles in, in the, well, the best bird country in the state. Yep. Paul, that, uh, uh, that west of Ashland, the, the, the North Main Woods, it's, 
the best yep. place to bird hunt in the state. And now I was pretty fortunate because I closed up shop at five thirty and headed straight in to meet yep. you. And I had like forty five minutes of legal time. Legal time. Yeah. Wasn't really serious about bird hunting on the way in. I just kind of wanted. I got a quite a drive to get in to where you were at. Yeah. So I just kind of was. Once I get past the gate, I was just hightailing her in. Yeah. Gun was in the bed of the pickup yeah. in the gun case. Uh, bullets in the ammo bag behind the back seat. Yeah. And, geez, I, and I'm on a pretty well-traveled gravel oh, road. Oh, yeah. Did you notice the, the dust in the trees? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think a bird would come out on that road. No. Just Well, they, I, they come couldn't around, breathe. I come around the corner, yeah. there's a bird. Yeah. So yeah. I get her pulled over. Yeah. And uh, it ran up the bank. I run back and get the gun off the back of the truck and get it loaded up and run up into the woods. And boys, at that point, I think I had 20 minutes left of legal time. And you get into the woods. So that's 10 minutes after sunset. Yeah, you get into the woods uh, and it's it's, it's dark. dark. And yeah. I could just hear him kind of running in front of me. And I just took off through the woods and yeah. I was going up the bank and he was running up the bank in front of me. And uh, I couldn't see him that good. But I finally, he was walking across the bank and I like, yeah, that's, that's, that's him. Bird. That's the general area. Yeah. <laughs> and he fell down the bank. That was the end of it. So I was thinking, well, maybe this won't be as bad. That was the first bird that I'd seen all year. Right. In by the, the way. Yeah. Yeah. All year long. Yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe this won't be as bad as I thought yeah. it was going to be. And then I got there and talked to you and you're like, I haven't seen. Never saw anything. a bird. So there was one. So then we get up the next morning. And drove a fair ways, but we did a lot of walking. Did a, Yeah, we did a lot of walking. Went into some old deer hunting yeah. territory. Which was real interesting to yeah. get in our old stomping grounds yeah. there. That A lot of people may not appreciate it. Yeah. Like we do, there's a lot of memories there. Yeah. And things change really fast. Yeah. Like, of course, it was hot. And now we were hoofing her down in there and went clear to the Allagash. Yeah. And actually to kind of get my bearings on some of the spots we were going into, I kind of had to almost go all the way down to the Allagash, right. get some sort of landmark, and then work my way back right. to know exactly where. Because... Previous deer that we'd shot, where those yeah, occurred. Yeah, because nothing walking in there looked like it did... Oh, my gosh. When we hunted it. No. When we hunted it, it was wide open. You could drive a car in there, and now yeah. you had a hard time walking through the, through the alders. The woods takes over quick. Yeah, it does. It's crazy. Even driving down it, you figured, I can't believe we ever drove down this. Yeah. And when yeah. I was a little, little kid, I can remember going in there and seeing great big clear cuts. Yes. You know, it was just, you could yeah. see for, yeah. And seems like yeah, forever. The woods are pretty, it's up there. I won't say it's mature or whatever. Probably but not harvest time yet, but it's, it's dark. Getting there. Yeah. It's dark um, in the woods. Yeah. So we shot a bird on that road. That bird that was actually drumming. Yeah, that's the, that's the, well, you're going to have a video, I'm sure. Yeah, that bird, it'll but, be uh, up this Wednesday. Yeah. I've been kind of lagging behind on, yeah. it's, a, it's been a busy couple of weeks with moving stuff in and out of the woods. And yeah. And maybe somebody else there. can, can uh, comment on it, but I, and I've read for a lot of years, I read a lot of publications. I've never read or heard of anybody following the uh, the sound of a drumming grouse and going in and shooting it off the, yeah. the log while it's drumming. So, yeah, so just to give a quick recap of what happened was we're walking out of that road, and I get a little ways ahead of you, walking out, and I 
catching partridge drumming just off to my right. And it was fairly close. And I'm like, look, birds are in low numbers. Right. I know there's a bird right there. Right. Might as well spend some time. See right. if I can go up and get it. And I've, I mean, I've done it three times. Every time I've done it. You've been I, successful. I've been able to you, do it. So you, I can't imagine it's that hard. Yeah. It, like that difficult. I've never heard of anyone else. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that have, but I've never heard yeah, of anyone it, else. If they have, like I say, and I, <clears throat> I read all the ma the magazines and stuff and, and read a lot about bird hunting and stuff. I've never read of anybody doing it. So yeah. I'm sure there must've been. So it's hard to pinpoint the sound. All I could tell when we stopped, Paul, I had the wrong direction. Yeah, we. Were I hearing... knew what side of the road it was. <laughs> That's, that was it for me. Uh, it's I knew in this it was on the block of woods. I knew it was on this side of the road, the right hand side. But as far as you went, kind of back, and I thought it was kind yeah. of up ahead. And yeah, where I'd stopped, so I'd gone by the bird. <clears throat> where I'd stopped, yeah, yeah. If I looked straight into the woods, he was basically like a 45 degree angle yeah. from where I was standing. And I thought it was to the left. Yeah. You thought basically the opposite. Well, yeah. another 45. But it had left. the right side of the road anyway. You did. Yeah. So I kind of just, in the woods were wicked thick. And so I get up in there and I just took my time. And every time he would drum, I would get a better idea right. where he was at. Pinpointed better. And would move a little bit further, but really slow and just really take my time. And pretty soon I see him down in the woods drumming. Yeah. And I just kept his, caught his wingtips moving back and forth. And then I, there was an old skid trail that everything's grown up in it now, but yeah. there was, uh, it was nice and mossy. Yeah. And it basically was going to go right down to the right of where he was drumming. Right. And I so, just slowly picked my way along that moss. You You're kept saying? a tree. So you could see his wingtips, but you had a tree between yep. you, so he really couldn't see and you. And then even when I got down, so he ended up being on this, because I usually use a log. So I'm looking through the woods like a big yep. old log. that, And so I I get down in there, closer to him, and pretty soon I catch movement. And yeah, there was still a tree in between us, which I didn't get the best footage of it because of that. Yeah. That he started drumming. So I sat there and watched him drumming, and then I pull a gun up while he's drumming. And when he stopped drumming, that was the end of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, shot the bird. So, I mean, it wasn't that hard. He had no idea it was there. No. And, yeah, so it's the third time. That, and he was a big... Big drummer, big male. Big, big grouse. So yeah. it's pretty cool. You get in there and you can see the log yeah. where he's been, because they'll use basically the same... That's what I hear. They'll come back to log. the same... Yeah, that's and, what uh, I've heard. You can see droppings all over it, and it's basically a like a miniature sonic boom. Yeah. When they... It's not when they hit the... Isn't it when they come up, uh, their wings come it's away? Just, it's just the speed of their wings breaking yeah. the sound barrier. Right. So you do the same thing, um, like if you crack a whip, right. you can get the end of that whip to break the sound barrier. Yeah. And... Yeah, people back in the day used to think it was like them hitting their breast or whatever. Yeah, but it's, actually, but it's just air movement. Yeah. And it breaks the sound barrier. And it literally, it's, it feels like it's in your chest. Mm. I've been walking before and I've almost thought, God, am I going into AFib or something? Like yeah. a bird is just far enough away where it's drumming and you just kind of feel this yeah. bass inside your chest. 
Yeah. And it kind of takes your breath out. You're like, my heart's skipping a beat or what? Yeah. Then it's, yeah, it's a bird drumming. Yeah. And also, like, yeah, I read a lot of articles about, you know, when I was a kid in field and stream and outdoor life, and they often said that it was very hard to find a bird doing that because once you get close, it sounded like it was coming from all directions. Yeah. Yeah. This is what they wrote. They, they, they said it was, all, you know, it was very hard to follow that and to. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I could whether that's well. true or not, but that was yeah. written. I've read articles I think, on. And maybe I've I've always had really good hearing. I've got terrible eyesight, but I have yeah. really good hearing. And maybe I don't know. My hearing acuity is different. Yeah. But I mean, you can't hear hardly at all. No, I don't hear very good. That's for sure. But you've got phenomenal eyesight. Well, I hope to yeah. hold on to my hearing. For as long as possible, because yeah. that's one of those inevitable things of time. Yeah, that. and you can help yourself, and I didn't, and I shot a lot of yeah. shotguns and rifles without hearing protection, yeah. and I paid the price, so. Yeah, you will, and it's later in life that it shows yeah. up. Yeah. Guys that work, you know, guys that have spent time, veterans that have spent time in war, mm. you know, yeah. firing shells nonstop. Yeah. I, had, I had new people that were like Vietnam. Yeah. They couldn't basically couldn't hear out of one ear because of that. Different occupations. You see a lot of like metal workers. Right. They can't hear a right. stinking thing. So yeah, yeah, it it really comes in handy hunting. It sure does. <laughs> really yeah. good hearing. Many times, Paul, yeah. you and I have hunted together and you've looked at me and you you've heard a deer walking and I I can't hear it at yeah. all. The odds, I remember we were up, I was like, I just heard a deer. Yeah. Just a thud. Yeah. Like a heavy animal. Yeah. And it there's, been a, there's been a few times. You're like, there, there's no deer over there. And we yeah. went over and there was... Yeah. We'd caught them. Yeah. There's been a few times where we've been hunting and, and stuff and you, you've you heard the deer yeah. and I couldn't hear Bye-bye. a thing. No. So last year when you jumped the deer and it ran past uh, George and I. Yeah. He said, he said, I know, he stopped and... Was, he heard something? He did. Yeah. He did. That deer that... Uh, the day we had the little campfire there, George and I, yeah, that yeah. the deer ran by us. Yeah, he heard it. He was looking right up in that. You went right up your guys' tracks. Yeah, well, he like I say, he George looked right over that way, and he said, "I I heard. Yeah. I didn't hear a thing." No. Oh. Well, yeah. and that's you're what sixty. Well, you're I'll be 82? sixty. Yeah, <laughs> eighty-five. I'll be, uh, I'll be sixty-five the sentence season. So, yeah, a little less than a little less than two months. I wish my I wish I had good eyesight. Yeah. I mean, I have like average eyesight with corrective lenses, but. Yeah. Well, my eyesight's, how. you know, as far as, you know, being tested, it's going, but the, the, your hunting eyesight is totally different. I mean, that's about picking things out. A lot of, yeah. A lot knowing of that, what to look yeah, for. Yeah. We've talked about that before. A lot of that's yeah, trained. That, that's knowing learned. what to look for. And yeah. So. Yeah. So we, yeah. So those were two birds we shot. And then we shot a couple. That it was kind of weird. Went by a vehicle, yeah, and like literally twenty seconds later, he just went around the yeah. corner, and there was a bird up on the bank, and then yeah, shot one on the way out. Basically, in the day and a half that we hunted, we saw four birds and shot four shot birds. Four birds. So, so I guess relatively speaking, it was pretty good. But I guess in absolute terms, well, wasn't not the best. No, not the best bird hunting. No, we had a feeling, and it could get better. There's a lot of foliage on the trees, and yeah, it was warm that day. Yeah, I think you're right. Things could uh, could get better. We, but 
not hearing anyone having. Nope. I haven't heard. Special. I haven't heard. But, and there again, we didn't hear one positive report all summer long, no. you know, from anybody that works in the woods or spent time in yep. the woods or we didn't hear any. Any positive reports. Now, on the, on the flip side, the moose season has turned out to be yeah. better than I yeah. would have anticipated. And we're actually, the first week is actually up from the previous two years. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Haven't heard any numbers. So. I got some here. Let me see. I looked some up real quick. So, week one, there was 775 moose killed, roughly, what's been reported. And that's... So that's about a 74% success rate. Oh, that's good. That's pretty good. Anytime you're now, hunting an animal for one week and you and a big game animal, especially that you're 75% oh yeah. success. Three quarters of the people are shooting moose. Yeah. yeah. That's uh that's a good uh that's a good And average. I had a I had a feeling they were gonna be up because I work was working in Ashland the first two days mm-hmm. of moose season, and I'm watching moose going by. And of course you get a lot of people coming in. Telling me, oh, I was at Gateway. That's the store that Tagging is station, right at yeah. the mouth of the Reality Road, going into the North Main Woods. And I had a lot of people coming in saying, God, they're like 20 deep right now. Yeah. The people waiting in line, with, and there were some big moose. And I think the Monday, and this is just from word of mouth, people coming in, it was roughly 40 were tagged at Gateway yeah. Monday, which I was yeah. like, darn, that's pretty yeah. good. Um, but they had some actual numbers from Gateway. So that first week, they ended with 216 wow. moose yeah. shot or registered at Gateway. Yeah. Which is up. Well, this is actually the one that, that's up from previous years. I don't know about the moose total previous years, but this is actually. So last year at Gateway, there was 187. Yeah, that's Registered that, for the first yeah, week. Good jump. 2021 was uh, 211. Yeah. So about on par with 2021, yeah. but. Um, yeah, and the first day was upwards of like 40 moose. Yeah. Shot. So I think there was, I think they said there was four reported. They know of that were over a thousand pounds. Wow. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's usually the biggest, you know, if you get a couple of those in the entire state in the year, you're doing, yeah. uh, over and that, a like I said, I think pounds. a couple of them that they reported on, they didn't get exact yeah. weights. They just were moves. saying they were over a thousand. I think the one, yeah. There was one at Gateway. It was like, 1,064 or something, yeah. or 1,024. Um, yeah, that's a really big moose. Yeah. And it's funny, we haven't seen many moose this year, but we saw a nice bull. Yeah, we first, saw a yeah, decent bull yeah. on the And then Lacey and I and the kids driving up Friday night, and so a nice bull yeah. in the road. That was probably pushing 50 inches. Yeah, yeah, hard, that's a good bull. Hard to tell yeah. when they're back too. Things always look bigger. Yeah. When you're looking at the back, back of the head. But they, yeah, that was, it was a nice ball. I, I would have shot it. Yeah, 50. I would have <laughs> shot it for sure. So, yeah, I was shocked by how that week had gone down because it was warm. We had warm days. We did. It wasn't the best week to moose hunt. That's mornings sure. were, yeah. mornings were cold. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of the people I talked to that had that week, like tagged out the first day. Yeah. Early on, there was a guy that came in. He actually, he had two spots. He had what he called his A spot and his B spot. Yeah. Or he had trail cam pictures of some nice bulls and stuff. And he said, we get in there early for their first spot and it's someone's in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, okay, it's plan B. And he comes down the road into their second spot. There's a nice bull standing in the road. Oh, no kidding. And yeah. he said it was like 10 minutes before legal time. Yeah. 15 minutes before legal time. And they sat there in the truck. Yeah, waited. Till legal time. And it had kind of wandered off into the woods. And they come down around the corner. And if I get the story correct, bull standing in the road. It's legal time now at this point. They shot it. Actually, it was another bull. And I think those he said those two were fighting. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. It actually was a little bit smaller. Yeah. They got the littler one. But he was, boom, done. Yeah. I was like, well, that's that's yeah, good. A few minutes. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Yeah. So another thing we'll be doing is a little deer preseason tune-up. We'll have to sight oh, in our rifles. Sighting in the rifles, yeah. Yeah, do that. Have you, you haven't even shot your, you didn't do any shooting with your shotgun, did you? I did not. I've shot one one shell this year and at the bird that I got. Took care of a bird. Yeah. Didn't miss it. Yeah, and you and you spotted that sitting on a rock. So Yeah, he was kind of yeah. posing for us. Yeah, he was. That was right after a truck went by. I don't Yeah, they had to drive right by yeah, it. They, yeah, it was yeah. like head level right there on a rock. Yeah. Yeah. So sticking out like a sore thumb. Yep. So yeah. So sighting in deer rifles. That can be kind of a hot button. Yeah. Topic with people. I, I just watched a, a guy that I like to watch, Ron Spoomer, outdoors there, and he's he's a, a gun editor, writer, whatever, for uh, I think some magazines and stuff, and he knows his stuff. And yeah, he was. And then I watched another YouTube uh, channel that I, I, I like to watch, and he was sighting in his rifle and he was asking for for suggestions and stuff. And yeah. So, we always do like 30 yards. Yeah. And at least for at least for my gun. So there's multiple reasons why I personally like sighting at 30 yards. So at least for my gun, I know how it shoots. And I know if I if I zero at 30 yards, I'm roughly two inches, two and mm-hmm. a half inches high. Yeah. At a hundred. Yeah, and that's basically 100, 125 yards is basically where it apexes, right? Where it peaks, and then it starts to descend. So I use a low power scope, and I should sit down and think of all the deer that I've shot. What probably the average distance is, but I'd probably it's definitely it's less than fifty yards. Mm-hmm. The average distance that yeah I shoot most of the deer. So everything's close range, right? And so, and I use a so low power scope. I'm not going to be shooting a hundred yards, right, and beyond probably. And mo- most of the shots are going to be freehand, right, right. So I don't need to be super accurate, super tight groups. And so also sighting, you know, a thirty yard zero allows you to. You don't need the room required to do a hundred yard. Yeah, well, we don't have the room. No, so, yeah, and I can do it. Anywhere, if I'm out and about, if I bump my gun, like I yeah. can remember one year, Chris, we were walking down a old road that wasn't drivable, and there was kind of like you know you get the roads where you have kind of like some ledge, yeah, comes under the road and some water and froze on that, mm. and didn't he his sl- feet come? Yep. Right? He had his we were hiking in real quick, going way into a spot, and he had his gun over his shoulder because we were going right along, and didn't he his feet came right out from under him? He came right down on top of his wow yeah. his gun. 
And yeah, you know, you go. That'll make you question your hunt the yeah. rest of the day. Yeah. How your and, gun's uh, going to shoot. Or, it was dead no. on. Never knocked no. it off. Oh, no, I kidding. would have bet money that. Yeah, would, that it would have been off. Yeah, because yeah. he came down. Yeah. He came down on top of it, on those rocks. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So you don't need the room. Yeah. You know, to get out there a hundred yards. Um, and it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty easy to do. You can get, I mean, you can theoretically just look at the box, a box of bullets mm. and any, gosh, there's all these charts available, uh, you know, ballistics right on, on your, your bullets. There's all these ballistic charts available apps. I use like a Hornaday app mm-hmm. where I can put in like the ballistic coefficient. Uh, you can even probably some of them get into like humidity and, and right. temperature and stuff like that. Cause that has a, you know, that plays a part. It, it does. Yeah. The information you get on the back of that box is set at like a standard. Right. Um, I'd say humidity, temperature, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I doubt it would, I haven't played with those numbers, but I doubt it would ever throw it yeah. off enough to be any significant difference at all. But you know, your velocity of the bullet, the grain of the bullet, Right. Um, and the height of your sight over o- the barrel. Over your bore, yeah. And you can basically look and see, at, yeah, like at 30 yards, I use a 270 with 150 grain bullets. Mm. And yeah, 30 yards, I'm going to be a couple inches high at right. 100, 125 yards. Yeah. So that's exactly the deal is, I think they considered a deer's heart to be about six inches. Yeah. And then if you like the the common thirty odd six, maybe one hundred and sixty five grain. If you're if you're dead on, and I can't remember if it was thirty or thirty five yards. We'll say thirty yards. But you were going to be two inches high at a hundred yards, and then like I don't know if it was back on at two hundred or two hundred and fifty. And you were good to like almost 300 yards where your bullet was never any more than three inches high or three inches low from your point of aim. So it didn't, didn't deviate any more than three inches. Right. So you didn't deviate any more than three inches high or low. So, you know, you're, you're going to hit the deer, uh, dar, uh, yep. deer's heart out to 300 yards yep. without making any adjustments. Yep. Just Pointing at the deer's heart. Right so, where you want to. Right where you want the bullet to go. Now, yeah. So, I mean, obviously play around with it. I mean, you can run all these numbers and get kind right. of a, but I mean, I've actually done it where yeah, I sight in at 30 yards yeah. and I'm dead on and I go back to a hundred and I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm a couple inches high. Yeah. Now what really affects it the most, like I've got some 130 grain bullets right. that I use at back. You know, a few years ago when bullets were hard to find, that was all I could find was 130 green. Right. Just as a backup in case I needed some extra bullets or whatever. And, I, you know, back in my head, I'm like, well, how far does that throw off? It really... It, not a lot. Not huh? for the distance that I'm shooting. Yeah. What really changes the, you know, that 30-yard zero is the height of your... Sight. Sight. Over, whether it's over a, the barrel. Yes, your scope over the Typic- barrel. Yeah, typically I think they're yeah. standardized. Like if you look at the charts... They kind of default to like one and a half inches. One and a half inches. Which my scope is one and a half inches from center some, of the scope. Some can be two, and that's where it makes a difference. Center of the yeah. barrel. Yeah, if you start playing with those numbers, and I forget off the top of my head, it's been a while since yeah. I've done it. But if you change that to like two inches yeah, and zero at 30, 
it's going to be significantly different. Yeah. And it it makes sense because the higher that scope is off the barrel, you basically need those two points to meet right wherever you're zeroing yeah. your gun at and you've created a greater distance right it'll cross that going up and then cross further it, out cross it coming cross it back again. down you so. end up putting more of an arc on your right on your bullet steeper of, angle going up kind of lobbing yeah. it in there yeah. and uh yeah so i've always yeah. been a fan of having a sight that's closer to my right my barrel right. especially for up close shots yeah um, which is like 90 percent of my hunting yeah um so I mean I don't know I'm not a big I'm not big into like some guys they love ballistics and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't I know how my I know how my gun shoots right. and and I'm very comfortable sighting in a 30 yard zero. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I I mean I don't know about other calibers yeah. and and you know slower velocity, higher velocity guns. I yeah. don't pay attention to those numbers. Yeah. I just know my deer rifle well. Right. And yeah. And and like you say, I'm no expert when it comes to this no, ballistics no. and and there's no lack of information out there. If there somebody isn't. you don't have to look very hard to find no. really good information no. on how to sight in a rifle or whatever. And but I always like that like I say, that uh, that formula where you're you know, out to I think it was two hundred and fifty or three hundred yards you were you yeah. know, you were no more than three inches high or three inches low and all I, the way out there. I keep it written on the back of my ammo box yeah. of what those those heights yeah. are. On one of the boxes, I've got the exact height of, yeah. of my bullet so, at. So if you're shooting out to, like I say, if you're sighting in at at uh, 100 yards, go for two inches high at 100 yards. Yep. And that'll put you dead and on. And that'll put you, there. like I say, that'll give you that formula where you're never more than... A few inches high or a few inches low out yeah. to out to three hundred. So. And my wife's father, he always did the same thing. He would, yeah, he would. He always sighted in at a hundred yards because he was a member of a gun club, right? But he would always put two dots, the larger dot in the middle, and then smaller dot two right. inches high. And he would always, he would have basically his crosshairs on the center dot, and right. his goal was to hit the, yeah. And usually, yeah, at a hundred yards. He yeah. would be two inches high perfectly. Yeah. And that was back, I think he was using a 270 yeah. back then. But yeah, it always made, you know, perfect sense for me. And my gun isn't powerful enough optics wise, but if you mm. got a, you know, higher power scope and you're sighting in at 30 yards, you can basically shoot, say if it's bore sighted or something, mm. you can see your bullet holes pretty clearly. Right. You can shoot and if it's off, don't move your gun at all if you have it in a vice or something, and you can just adjust the crosshairs right over to where. That's exactly right. Your you lock bullets your at. gun in, and you get your you, you get your crosshairs on the bullseye, and then you adjust that up to the bullet hole. Yeah, and then you yeah. should be, and then you fire should. again, and you should be just about there. That's exactly right. Um, the, the key to that is making sure your your gun is uh, stable. Yeah, locked, locked in, in. Yeah. when you walk that crosshair up to the bullet hole or down yeah. to the bullet hole, whatever the case may be. My gun is, the scope isn't powerful enough to really see right. my, my bullet holes that clearly at, yeah. that even at 30 yards. Um, but I, you know, knock on wood every year. I, I don't have to touch a thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. My gun is yeah. usually yeah right on and ready to go. One of the one, and I didn't even shoot it last year. 
before I used, and it was the gun that I used to shoot at a deer with, was my muzzle loader, and and I didn't get it. No, I didn't get the deer, I, and the deer was standing. I had a rest on the door of the pickup. The deer was maybe a little more than a hundred yards. Dead rest, fired that, I never touched it. I did. So, we question if your powder was one of the pellets was wet. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm curious to take that gun out. And I never fired it last year, other than that shot at the deer. And uh, yeah, I need to. I need to shoot that gun. Yeah. So I know. Maybe buy some new powder. The powder I used was what I had when I bought the gun, or I got oh it for God. Christmas. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, so it was, I don't know if the early 2000s. Holy smokes. It, that so, you got one the same year, I think, for yeah. Christmas. So it's 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I time, time to upgrade the muzzle loader. It is. I, yeah, I'd love to have a Woodman Arms there. But uh, those, those are nice looking, yeah. nice looking muzzle loaders. Yeah, I, I guess they carry nicely, too. Yeah. From what people say. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. They, they're, yeah, there's a lot of things that are nice about them and they're light. Yeah. They're, they're light and they're. Virtually indestructible from they're what accurate. I understand. Yeah, you, yeah, they use uh, the Buckhorn 209 powder yeah. in them and uh, they, they say they're really good, uh, good weapons, so. Yep. I think, didn't they design them to carry somewhat like the uh, Remington 7600? Actually, they have the same balance. I was listening to a, a a podcast, and Tim was saying actually they're balanced a lot better than those. Are they? Okay, that's what he was saying. He said if he had to if he had to choose a gun to carry, and he his rifle is a seventy six hundred. He said the the Woodman Arms muzzle loader is far better than. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's balanced better. He, yeah. He mentioned where you have to put your hand on a seventy six hundred to balance the gun. And where you put your hand on the, and it's, it's balanced better. Yeah. So. I wonder, was he referring to a 7600 carbine or a. Yeah, that I'm not sure. Because <clears throat> that'll change the. Yeah. Yeah. The balance The 18 point. inch barrel compared yeah. to the rifle barrel. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah. Those, but, those would be, that might be a good upgrade. Yeah. To do in a yeah. year or two. Yeah, I really if, need a, a new muzzle loader. And what it does is you buy a new muzzle loader and you really want to use it, it'll guarantee you'll shoot a deer before muzzle loader season. <laughs> That's how it always works out. Yeah. You get something new you want to work. Yeah, you exactly. Want to use. Yeah. Yeah. And uh because yeah. I remember when I bought that muzzle loader, or I got it for Christmas. Yeah, I think guys, I think yeah. uh Yeah, Mum pulled a fast one. Yeah, I think Mum bought you and I both uh she you both. guys were getting me a muzzle loader for Christmas. And then Christmas morning, she hands it to you, and you're like, "This isn't for me. This is." And she yeah. pulls out another box. Yeah, yeah. She bought two of them. Yeah. So, and I can remember, I couldn't wait to because that was when inline muzzle loaders were just yeah coming out. Yeah. It was really popular, and I was amazed at how accurate yeah the gun was. Yeah. And yeah, so I was like, "Man, I really want to shoot a deer with this," and it just never. Never panned out until we actually went to, we took our deer camp yeah. one year. Muzzle loader. Yeah, we both shot, uh, we both shot deer with our, yep. our muzzle loaders. Yeah. Yeah. So. Did the trick, put a great big hole. Yeah. Put a great big hole. Well, in. you took the jugular, so you didn't go far. Yeah, that was a mess. Yeah, a lot of blood. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was a mess. On on fresh snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like a, it's hard yeah. to get pictures with, you got to drag the deer Quite yeah. a ways off to the side. Yeah. Because, man, it it can ruin. I've got some pictures from another buck that I'd shot 
bedded down. And he jumped up out of his bed. I shot him that, in his that bed. That was the rain rainstorm buck. Yeah. Yeah. I'd shot him in his bed. Had no idea I was there. Yeah. And he came up out of that bed. He must have, I don't know, must have been 12 feet in the air. Yeah. And of course, I unloaded on him as he was running to the left. He only yeah. went, I don't know, 20 yards. He yeah. just went through some raspberry bushes and was down. Yeah. And we took a bunch of pictures and I get back and I'm looking at him. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, there's and blood Paul, everywhere. I don't know why, but I didn't take any video of that that deer. I just, I we, know we took well, pictures and stuff. Probably because it was pouring so hard. Yeah, yeah. I didn't take it any was, uh, any any video of that yeah, deer. It was a soaking wet day. Yeah, didn't it know was. how long I would last, but yeah, I didn't need to last long. It, it was a. Uh, you're right. It was a. It was a great day to shoot a deer if you could put up with the the weather. Yeah. I think that was one of those days that Lord was like, this guy's nuts. Let's yeah. just throw him a bone here. And, yeah. Because yeah. it, I went 10 minutes. You didn't hunt very long. And I hadn't shot him I in his bed. barely got out of the truck. Yeah, I was barely actually, out of the truck. It so. was funny. And I, I got a story on this, but you were like, you're seriously getting out. Yeah. Because we went all morning looking for a deer track. Yeah. And like we get snowed during the night. Right. And then it transitioned to rain yep. that morning, and I'm yeah. I'm getting really impatient. It's like nine nine thirty now. Yeah, haven't seen a deer track, which is common after a yeah snowstorm. After snow. Yeah. It's hard hard to deer aren't moving. Hard to find find a deer track, and it's switched over to rain. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we finally got some it snow. It was raining hard, and we come back to a spot that we checked that morning, and there was a yeah he walked down over the bank and down yeah yeah. So I was like, I'm going, and uh, you're like, you're really going out in this. Yeah. I'm like, I'll go as long as I, if it's an hour that I can go before. You're completely it, soaked. Then it's an hour. Yeah. But I'm going. And it was that pouring rain, but foggy. Yeah. Kind of things were warming up. No wind. No. At all. And yeah, I go down along the edge of a cut. I mean, only probably 50, 75 yeah. yards down off the road and you're like, I'm going to go up and park on the knoll and I'll put my rain gear on and come back and to where follow you, you in. That, right. I come back to where you started in on the track and, and I was going to follow you in. So I was going to catch you in a few minutes. Yeah. And I was still on the road when you were shooting. Yeah. You were, I think you were outside putting your rain gear on. Yeah. I, was, I, and yeah. I was actually right down below you. You were right down below me. And I thought, I can't believe that he's already caught that deer. Yeah, I, I mean, come, it had to be you shooting. You were only yeah. 100 yards away well, or whatever. It must have sounded like I was right on top of you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I come through some raspberry bushes, and I'm coming down into this little ravine, and I step up onto a log, and he's, I'm like, there's a deer bedded there. Yeah. And, of course, you're you're all, you know, hyped up. You pull up real quick to shoot. And I remember just seeing his head looking away from me, mm. seeing his antlers, and just seeing the main beam turn to the right. And I'm like, he doesn't even know I'm here. Yeah. I'm like, just relax and yeah. make a good shot. And I just sent her mass. Yeah. <laughs> Let her go. But yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. That was a wet day. Yeah. But I don't know how we get on that. Yeah. That, that, was, uh, that was one of the easier ones. We spent a lot of days working our tails off. Yeah. It all, I always say it all comes out in the wash. It does. It all averages out. You've got some days where you're yeah. like, holy smokes, that happened in like two seconds. Yeah. It was almost too good to be true. Yeah. And then you've got too easy. a month where you're like, 
I don't you, think this is ever going to happen. Yeah, and you seem to do it, and you work hard, and seem to you think you're doing everything right, but it's just not connecting. It's just no. not happening and stuff, and that's the way it goes. Yeah, so, if it was always easy, yeah, I guess it wouldn't be as yeah. fun. The, uh, I guess the the key there is always go out, always yeah. be there. You you're always in the game if you're if you're, you're right. out there. You're right. Yeah. Your chances are zero at the, you know, home or at Sitting camp at or whatever. So that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I've never back in, I don't think it's as popular now, but years ago, having over and under sites were a really popular. Mm. And I've always been pick one and stick with it. Mm -hmm. like, I, I understand the, you know, wow, if I'm in dense cover, I got iron sights for stuff up close. Right. And then far away, I got, you know, my telescopic optics right. for that but i don't yeah i don't know if i could plus you're higher up off the gun right which makes it feel right more un, unnatural yeah. i don't know i just never cared for them but a lot of guys used them yeah i never had a chance paul one of the things and we know all, most of the buck trackers they all go for the peep sites and stuff and yeah and i never had a chance to shoot it to be familiar with it. And now it's. You that, probably can't do it. That, that ship is sailed. Yeah. I can't see the, you know, I can't see the sights that close. Yeah. So it. Uh, that, it, that Williams peep sight that I put on that 7600. Yeah. I really like how. Well, you can still do it, but my eyes, like I say, won't focus yeah. on the one closest to me. The, yeah. Well, the peep. Yeah. The post well, I can probably see. It but the, I mean, the, the theory behind it is it doesn't have to focus on the peep. Yeah, well, I can't, you know, it would be, right, I'm not, not focused, but, you know, see it or yeah. whatever, I can't. Yeah, it's not, probably non-existent. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the idea behind it, and it does, your, your mind naturally centers anything. Right. When you're looking through a hole. Right. So you don't even so have no to think, have, there's you no don't have to have it. that in focus. All you have right. to do is, is see your bead. Yeah. And it'll just, and it's crazy, it, it does, it, it. It pulls that bead right dead center. Yeah. Like every time. And I went with a, I know a lot of guys go with a Skinner peep site, but I went with a Williams just because I grew up reading the Benoints. Traditional. It was they always the, use yeah. the Williams peep site. Yeah. And that's just kind of what I had mm. always. So I was, and they're, they're, I think it was like 40 bucks. Didn't yours come with a peep sight or? No, it just had the iron sights on. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. And I think yeah. the deal is, I think the Williams. I don't know. Someone can confirm this. Um, I think they're hard to get. Yeah, you can have, find them anywhere. Yeah. And it was funny. I get on Amazon and I ordered a Williams peep site for the 7600, no problem. And then uh, someone asked me about peep site and I was like, oh, I'll send them the link. I couldn't find. I don't know how mm. I ended up finding one available. Yeah. Um, brand new. But it, when I went to the search again, it was, I couldn't find one couldn't, right. that I could buy. Huh. Um. But yeah, I think it was like 39 bucks. Yeah. And I took the aperture out, you know, just like the... Yeah. Well, that's not very expensive, 39 no. bucks for a site. No. Nope. Uh, for... No, I'm quite certain. I'll double check. I think it was 39 bucks. And uh, yeah, so I took the aperture out, went all back and shot it. And I didn't get too serious about... I just had a table sitting there and, and started at about 30 yards. Yeah. And just was resting on the table. And I could be surprisingly... And I didn't have the perfect setup. My bullseye was a little too small mm -hmm. 
for the post. So it kind of would cover up the whole thing. Right. So it was hard to find a point of reference to be consistently, like yeah. know that I'm aiming at the same spot every time. I, I could see where I could get off a little bit, but Lord, it was, yeah, yeah. it was like right there. So would you consider hunting with that gun? No, I don't know. Um, I'll probably shoot it off of the vice right when we go shoot and just really but I and I I don't think it would be an issue, but the whole I hunt with a semi automatic mm. and I I know how it carries and I don't know if I want to jump back and forth running the pump. If that would right. I don't think it would. Like that side by side. 20 gauge that I bought, it's got a double trigger mm. and I seem to be able to go back and forth fine between shooting a regular over right. and under with just one trigger versus but side some, by side. Sometimes, like you say, if you're really familiar with one, you you, you don't yeah. want to have to stop and yeah. maybe in the heat of the moment I think, try, to, try to think about, okay, now I'm carrying this gun and I need to yeah. do, do something a yeah. little bit different. So Yeah, I mean, everything on that on the 7600 is pretty close to the 7400 as far as safety yeah, they're, location. They're basically sister and, you know, sister yeah. guns. So they, but the pump, I don't know. You just, you hate to, you oftentimes just get one chance. Right. And, and you hate to be messing around with, yeah. with something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a good backup to have. Yeah. It definitely, I'll tell you, I, I like how it, I like the balance of it. Yeah. It really yeah. carries nicely. It really has. It is a little bit awkward, I think, holding it in one hand down by my side. Yeah. I think the uh, balance point's a little bit weird. That's what I was saying with uh, yeah, Timmy If Bolduck I remember was, correct, just holding it outside in the yard, it yeah. kind of is in a weird spot. Yeah, Timmy Bolduck talked about that, uh, that it was. Yeah, it, like I think my 7400 is basically yeah. right at the clip. Mm -hmm. So when I have my hand, it's nice and comfortable. Mm-hmm. If I'm really moving along and I have my gun down by my side, I can hold it right around the... Right. Feels like the center of the gun. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think when I was out back, kind of playing around with that one, it was a little bit weird. But yeah, pretty... I I like how a peep shoots. I wish I would have done it yeah. more. Right. Because now, you, you like you say there again, you're used to doing using one yeah. sight and you hate to, you know... Yeah. Jump back and forth, or and I'm not I'm not superstitious, but I don't like switching things up a whole lot. No, I even I mean I even do it with no, especially in something, Paul. I mean, if you were fishing and trying different fly rods or whatever, but you're out deer hunting and you get one opportunity, yeah, you don't want to be messing messing it up. No, by doing something foolish. So you know, like I think of like I I could definitely see myself short cycling it. Yeah. And jamming it. Yeah. Like not getting that to. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I guess that's kind of in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, I've never, never had an issue with my 7,400. Yeah. Ever. It's been, yeah. it's been pretty reliable. I mean, theoretically, I mean, people always say, well, they, they jam, they're jamomatics and stuff and. But the theory behind it, it's the perfect gun. You it don't is. have to think about a thing. Uh -uh. You just all you Suck have to safety off, and 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 not only that is redu reduced recoil, so that you're you're back on target. Yep. a lot faster than with uh, a pump. Yeah, because they kick a lot less. 
Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. When I'm out back shooting that pump. So all you have to do is get back on target, which is a lot easier because it, it kicked you a lot less and pull the trigger again. Yep. So the, the theory behind it, if everything works the way it should, there's nothing better to hunt with. No. Um, the, the follow-up shot should be, yeah. And I don't care what these people say. I've heard people say, well, I, he, sh- he shoots it as fast as you cannot shoot that no as fast as I can shoot my semi. No. There's no way. No. No way. I can empty that gun pretty darn quick. Pretty quick. I've heard it. <laughs> and and accurately, because yeah. like I say, there's you can get back on target so quick because it really doesn't kick that bad. No. So. No, it gives a little push. Yeah. Yeah. Slow push, and you yeah. just yeah worry about yeah. making a good shot on the deer. Yeah, and yeah, and I know, yeah, you get guys that really rag on them. Yeah, and we all everyone has different experiences, and it, obviously, if your first experience with something is bad, is bad, you tend to yeah. But I know guys that have several of them, and I know guys that have gotten seventy four hundreds from people that claimed it did nothing but jam. Mm. And they just gave it a good cleaning. Right. A little TLC. Yeah. And they, they're like, it's crazy. I get this for like pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Guy said it was a piece of junk, jammed every time. Yeah. And he's like, it shoots fantastic. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what the... Yeah. And it, maybe it's the ammunition they're running through it. I don't could, change up the ammo at all. Right. I just stick with, with, with Remington Core Lock. Core Lock. 150 grains. Yeah. And I never have... Any issue. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, if I change ammo yeah. or something like that, I could have a problem, but I yeah. don't Yeah, stay pretty consistent. The, the the one thing that I will say about mine and that I've read too is, the, and especially yours not so much, but mine, is it's not a very accurate gun. You're not going to shoot. No, mine's pretty good. Yeah, I'm you're not going to shoot mine. MOA with mine. No. Mine will not shoot MOA. No yeah. no way, not even close. Yours does seem to throw throw it throws some wild shots. Yeah. There. yeah, it uh that is a uh that is a a uh, a beef I have with mine. Yeah. It uh But then know. again, you know, our style of hunting, you're not you right. don't need to be a attack driver. No. You can't have I know I guess you ultimately can't have the best of everything, right? Uh, you know, right. best of both worlds. You kind of get to figure out your style of hunting and what suits is most right. conducive for you, and then yeah. work, you know, towards that goal in mind. Because yeah. it's and I, I I do it with a lot of things. You kind of want, you know, well, I want this for this situation, I want that for that situation. Then you right. end up with a whole bunch of stuff that, yeah. Really doesn't do any of right. it all that great. Right, exactly. It does a lot of things, but none of them good. No. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I still hunt, and I wouldn't, I'm the same way, Paul. If I had a pump, I wouldn't, you know, a 7600, I wouldn't go to it. Yeah. I would still use my my old 742. And I mean, you shot a deer. Shoots, it shoots so easy. I mean, like yeah. I say, it, uh, you know. You shot a deer a couple of years ago at, that was over 200 yards. Yeah, it, I don't know. It was quite a distance. Yeah. It was a long way. Well, there's a video yeah. on it. That was a long ways down through a cut. Yeah. Off a yeah. maple tree. Yeah, it killed it. So. Yeah. Yeah. You may have scared it to death. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was one of my few times, Paul, I shot once. Dropped it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to get him to run first. 
Yeah. You got to make it interesting. Yeah. Believe me, I wouldn't do that on purpose. <laughs> so. You know, Wayne Benoit? Yeah. Oh, I saw, I remember the video yeah. there. Yeah. It was, yeah. He's like, sometimes you just got to make him run. Yeah. It's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need any more of a challenge. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not Lanny Benoit. No. So. Well, good. So we'll be, like I said, just got back from bird hunting. Didn't shoot any birds this past week or this past Saturday. Yeah. I do have a story there to tell you. So we went up to the camp yesterday to... Uh, Did you see a bird? We went up to the camp. We're coming back into town by the uh, water district where yeah. the a plant used to be. Bird come across the road right in front of the pickup. And I mean, his tail feathers were dusting off my windshield. Oh, no I'm, way. It, that was the funniest thing. He come across the road at an angle. And of course, I'm going about 45 right there. Yeah. And it looked like he was going to run into the truck. Jeez. He came right up by Narda's window, went across the front of the truck, and then was going right down the road in front uh -huh. of me. And it, like I say, he was right there. It looked like you if the window wasn't there, you could have reached out and grabbed Jeez. him. He went across and went down towards the river there by the uh, no sewer treatment plant. Yeah. And I thought, right yeah. in town. And you were up in the woods all day, never saw a bird. And yeah. No, it was windy and... Missed yep. you. It was real windy yesterday. And, it, and you were with the family. We didn't stuff. take it serious. We, yeah. You know, yeah. get up yeah. when they were ready. I think we get it's, out exactly. by 8.30 or 9. It's a whole different, uh, there's went, a whole different. Went for a walk in the morning and, uh, you know, get the dog with us and three kids. and Yeah, it's a whole different. Lacey and they're attitude. playing with the dog, distracting the dog. And yeah. It's like, whatever, just yeah. kind of go along yeah, with it. Family time. And then, uh, yeah, go back to the camper for yeah. lunch, and they watched a movie for a little bit yeah. and did it in the evening. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it wasn't too... It wasn't about killing birds. I mean, no. if you just seen them, they Lacey kind of was, at the end of the day, she went off for a walk there, kind of on her own. And yeah. uh, she's like, I don't want to come out of here empty-handed. Yeah. Like, well, you... You might. <laughs> well, and Lacey doesn't have a lot of opportunities, she so and she's got a brand new gun, and yeah. yeah, she wants to. Yeah, I can see her. Her uh, she, reasoning. She's a little there. driven at the end of the day, but we'll we'll get a better day. We'll yeah. go out and she'll yeah. she'll get a bird or two. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So then we got to get out and check some trail cams. Yeah, maybe this Wednesday. Yeah, I'll stick around, do a little bird hunting in the morning. Yeah, check some cameras and. Maybe if it's not, is it going to be nice, you know? Or? Uh, the weather I've seen, Paul, it's going to be cooler. It's going to be in the 50s this I get, week. I got to uh, shoot my rifle too. Yeah. they uh, Now they are saying uh, showers and stuff, I think, right. for some of the, I don't, I think Monday and Tuesday were good. But after that, I think there possibility around 50%. It didn't look like heavy rain or anything. And and I think we so. should shoot that Model 81. Yeah, we can shoot that you, model. Would you shoot it? Yeah. 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 You we don't want to shoot a lot of that. Yeah. No, but you can, there is ammo available for it. Yeah, I'll check that out. You had mentioned the. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'll send you the, a guy commented yeah. on my channel had mentioned that you yeah. can so, buy some ammo for it. So that was your great-grandfather's gun, yeah. his deer rifle. Bought it brand new. Yeah, and can't tell you anything about the gun, whether he ever, I can't even tell you if he ever hunted with it. No, he. I think he died a couple years after he, he, yeah, he he bought the gun. I think the gun is 1936. Did we determine or 38? Oh, look, it's written down. It's and he either died. Uh, yeah. yeah, my grandfather died in either 39 or 40. Yeah. 1939 or 1940. So Had it just a couple of years. Yeah, I. Uh, it's either a 36 or 38. 
the year it was made. And uh, like I say, he either died in 39 or dad was, dad was born in 1930 and his father, Grant died when he was nine years old. Yes. Yeah. So, Too yeah. young. So that, yeah, that gun is, yeah, been passed down now. This is, you're the fourth generation. Yep. That gun is, yeah. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So alrighty. Is that it? Yep. Finishes yep. it up. I got, I got nothing 16. else. So. Yeah. Neither yeah. yeah, do I. Yeah. So I guess, so until next time, get outside. It's good for the soul. See ya. See ya.